For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Duncan McClellan from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Imagine doing the splits between two chairs while holding a 135-pound barbell over your head. Now imagine skiing off a jump, doing a flip in the air, high-fiving a fellow skier on a ski lift, and nailing the landing. Or riding a unicycle across the top of a white picket fence. People Are Awesome is one of my favorite Facebook addictions. The group collects and shares videos of people doing things that people just shouldn't be able to do. If you're familiar with Fail Army, this is the opposite. A dad catching a golf ball hit by his four-year-old in his mouth. A man jumping over a minibike, doing a wheelie, rollerblading backwards down a hill at 60 miles an hour on one foot, juggling five bowling balls on your back with your feet. It's all amazing stuff. Now, before we jump into our text for today, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through chapter 5, verse 14, we have to do a quick summary of Paul's theology. This is one of those texts that, if you read it quickly and out of context, could lead you in the direction of works righteousness. And we don't want to do that. So, what about Paul's theology? Well, Luther wrote in his Bondage of the Will that man's will is like a beast standing between two riders. If God rides, it wills and goes where God wills. If Satan rides, it wills and goes where Satan wills. Nor may it choose to which rider it will run or which it will seek. But the riders themselves fight to decide who shall have and hold it. Not surprisingly, Paul sees things the same way. Man begins his life as a slave, property of sin and the devil. He is bought, redeemed by the death and resurrection of Jesus. He continues to be a slave, only now he is a slave of God. The two masters, God and Satan, treat their property very differently and use it for very different purposes. Satan uses those under his control to lead the world to rebel against God, to sin, which eventually leads to death. God uses those under his ownership to hallow his name, bring his kingdom, and to do his will on earth through the proclamation of the gospel and holy living. In both cases, the slaves, or if you prefer, servants, behave and look like their masters. In our text, Ephesians 4.25 to chapter 5, verse 14, Paul is writing about how those who have been redeemed, brought out from under being under the controlling influence of the devil and sin, have been reborn under the controlling influence of the Holy Spirit, and how they should live a radically different life than they did before they came to know and believe the good news of Jesus. Now, in a five-minute sermonette, we don't have time to get into the specifics of all that Paul writes, but the 30,000-foot view will do for us for now. The reason the list of specific differences in behavior between Christians and non-Christians is so long, comprising almost all of our text, is because our lives have been completely transformed by the gospel of Christ. It's not as if the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus and our salvation touches only one aspect of our lives. Paul did not write, only live a sexually pure and decent life, or stop the cussing and excessive drinking and you're good to go. No, that's not what he says. He touches on every area of our lives, because every area of our life has been touched and therefore transformed by our gracious and holy God. People Are Awesome has almost 17 million followers on Facebook. 
For comparison purposes, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has a little over 140,000. People want to see people doing things that they should not be capable of doing. In his letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul is telling the Christians to do what they should not be capable of doing. In addition to many other things, he writes, be imitators of God. Now, a good imitator does more than just ape the appearance of the one they are imitating. They know the mannerisms, the speech patterns, the favorite topics, hobbies, and so much more. Imitators of God. Paul says it's not enough to know what God would say about this or that. We are to know what God would do in each and every situation. What God thinks about what is going on around us, and then translate this intimate knowledge of God into action and speech that make us appear to be like God to those around us. People are awesome, the spiritual edition. Imitators of God, Paul writes to the Ephesians, Christians doing things that people just shouldn't be able to do, because we have been redeemed by the one person who did what no one was able to do. Redeemed by Jesus, who did the impossible, put the weight of the sin of the world on his body, which he then gave up as a sacrifice for the sins of the whole world on the cross, and then again doing what no one should be able to do. He came back to a life that cannot end, that death has no control over or claim to, when he came out of the tomb on Easter Sunday, and who has claimed us and made us his own through baptism, so that we also might be imitators of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. We thank Pastor Duncan McClellan from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ankeny, Iowa, for today's meditation on God's Word.